Good morning and welcome to VSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Minor. It's Friday the 22nd of April. It's the end of the week. TGIF. And I think we need the weekend after yesterday's news where mining stocks take a bit of a clobbering at the majors uh, with Anglo and Fagasta and BHP is struggling a little bit. And of course, our friends at Tungsten West uh, had a hard day yesterday. So it's tough time for the miners at the moment, Paul, isn't it? It is, and that uh, not only in the mining sector, but the oil and gas sector too took a good hit. Uh, where it was kind of odd that uh, the majors uh, actually uh, showed a much better performance than the uh, small cap stocks, uh, also which sold off rather heavily. So, natural resources in general yesterday just was out of favor. Yeah, I think it was probably just one of those days that hopefully said, so "Don't give up hope yet. Stay with these mining stocks." Uh, how would you like to start today, Paul? There's quite a lot of sort of what I was going little snippets, aren't there? But I'll leave it with you to run through how you want to talk it. Well, let's talk first about our Shanghai Mining Club members uh, that uh, press releases out. Uh, we got uh, yesterday Cerrado Gold, which is a Brazilian or a South American gold producer. They put out uh, excellent additional assay results from their Monte do Carmo uh, drilling project in uh, uh, Tocantins, uh, state of Brazil. And they were drilling uh, specifically infill work on the Serra Alta deposit and coming up with some really nice uh, widths and grades here. Uh, examples such as uh, 77 meters at 2 grams gold, 29 meters at 2 grams gold, and uh, uh, 43 meters at 3.5 grams gold. So uh, definitely making a nice ore body out of this uh, particular spot here. Uh, drilling continues at this point, uh, so we're keeping a close eye on that one in particular. You love a good assay, don't you, Paul? I do love a good assay, yes, thanks. <laughs> right, there's, a, there's another uh, Shanghai Mining Club member with a news out today, isn't there, which is Iconic Rare Earths. Uh, uh, Ionic Rare Earths, yes, that's the uh, uh, rare earth uh, clay explorer in the, the country of Uganda, of East Africa. They have uh, received a conditional approval from the UK government in order to proceed uh, with the uh, acquisition of Sarin Tech. Sarin Tech being a uh, university, um, Queen's University Belfast uh, uh, enabled uh, uh, startup of, in uh, rare earth uh, uh, extraction technology uh, under hydromet uh, processes, which are new and different from what is currently being done. And now the intent uh, for the company is to uh, set up a uh, lab scale pilot plant at the university uh, in order to demonstrate this uh, technology over the next uh, 12 months or so. So with that uh, IP, uh, they uh, definitely want to be at the forefront of um, uh, changing the speed and way that rare earths are being produced in the, across the world. Well, it sounds very positive. Um, okay, what else do you want to say about, Paul? We had a nice uh, financing from ASX uh, listed Ecuador Copper Gold Explorer Sunstone uh, Metals. They raised a 20 million uh, priced at 0.067 per share. And this is all toward continued drilling on the uh, El Palmar and the Bramaderos uh, uh, gold uh, copper porphyries that, that they discovered uh, with. Uh, and confirmed with the drilling uh, this uh, past year. So now it's a question of getting enough drill holes into these discoveries just in order to demonstrate uh, what kind of size volumes these uh, two new uh, porphyries might uh, represent in the coming year. And 20 million raised, very 
nice uh, support for the uh, company uh, being an early stage explorer for um, essentially newfound uh, production. As you say, it's nice to see that money can still be raised for junior miners, but uh, that is an ASX stock. And I think Australia seems to be putting more money still in the sort of stocks than we are, unfortunately, in the UK, where fund managers are, are playing a little bit shy, a little bit hard to get, shall we say. Um, but c'est la vie. Uh, right. Anything else, Paul? Just quite a quiet Friday, isn't it? It is. Uh, we had the production results for the full year last year from the Ukrainian iron ore pellet producer Fair Expo. Uh, it was a nice year for them in uh, 2021 with uh, revenue up 48 percent to two and a half billion dollars uh, uh, and uh, net cash flows were up 59 percent to just over a billion dollars. Uh, Iron ore production was essentially flat from the prior year. Uh, they do produce essentially all iron ore pellets, which receive a premium, and that premium doubled during the year to $59 a ton over the same percentage uh, uh, iron uh, content uh, that is not pelletized. 11.2 uh, million tons they produce, but their cash position fell during the year by 38% to $167 million. Uh, lost time injury frequency still looked uh, a nice improvement there on the three-year average. And C1 cash costs, however, did grow by about 34% to $55.80 a ton. Well, if you're selling uh, iron ore pellets uh, in excess of uh, $100 a ton and you're producing at $55 a ton, uh, you have to say they're making good money at this point. Now, they are impacted, of course, because their operations are in Ukraine. And there wasn't a statement in there about uh, the current status, uh, but we do know that uh, some, if not all, of their pellet production uh, uh, has been impacted by the war going on. And the board isn't paying an interim dividend. It's um, uh, everything has changed. Unfortunately, it's such a terrible situation, and uh, I think we can only hope that maybe on May the 9th, which is Victory Day in Russia, Putin decides he's got his victory. He's managed to destroy his country, and uh, calls it a day. But somehow I've got a feeling this war could just carry on and on and on forever. But there we go. I don't want to end on too much of a pessimistic note. It is the weekend coming up. The weather's not too bad. Let's all get out and enjoy ourselves. And we'll speak again next week. Thanks, Paul. See you then.